on the Aggie Sports Network. From Learfield, from Old Chicago, welcome to the Coach Odom Show. Brought to you by Old Chicago, home of the Aggies Coaches Show. SC Needham Jewelers, where Utah gets engaged. America First Credit Union, financial solutions for every need. Larry H. Miller Dealerships, driven by you and by Stokes. Stokes Trucking, doing the right thing since 1979. Now, the Coach Odom Show. Here's the voice of the Aggies, Scott Gerrard. Hey, welcome on in. It's another edition of the Ryan Odom Coaches Show. We are live here at Old Chicago, our last show of the year. Obviously, with the holidays and everybody wanting to get out of town, we will not have a show next week, but we will resume after that. As, uh, at that point, we'll be in the middle of, uh, well, at the beginning of Mountain West Conference basketball season. But uh, a fun week of basketball, tough, uh, tough loss against Iowa, big win against Weber State, uh, and we'll talk about both those games and then look ahead to the game coming up tomorrow. But, Coach, uh, apologize. I missed, I missed you uh, over <laughs> yeah. the weekend. We missed you, too. We missed you, too. But we appreciate AJ filling in yeah. so kindly. And Did a heck of so a job, well. too. Yeah. yeah. We, he was fun to travel with. And, and uh, you know, I hate that he uh, he missed the uh, the trip to L.A. Uh, I know he's <laughs> he, he's been so excited about our team and just, just uh, the Mountain West Championship. And then now, obviously, the – the championship in the uh, Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. So, but he had a good time in Iowa with us or in Sioux Falls. Well, and uh, yeah, the uh, I spent last year, spent about a week in Sioux Falls. They played three games there to start yeah, the season. Yeah, you were in the bubble. So, yeah, we were in the uh, the <laughs> Sioux Falls bubble. There's a great restaurant there called um, Buffalo Wild Wings. That yeah. Was not. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't much there. But no, I'll that's tell what, what I'm saying, yeah. They knew how to run a tournament. They I mean, do. They really they did. They do a good I mean, job they, there. It was, it was tremendous. They treated our guys you know, in a first-class way and, and had our locker room set. And they had, you know, all of our players' names, you know, up in the locker room and gave them gear and all kinds of stuff. That's great. So it was, it was a good experience for the guys, for sure. Well, let's back up a little bit before we get uh, too down the path. Uh, let's revisit the Weber State game. Uh, offensively, just a juggernaut of a performance, especially in the first half. Defensively, you guys really locked things down in the second half as well. That was – uh, as good of a game uh, that uh, you know, one of one of the better games that your team has played this year. Yeah, no question. And we, were, you know, going into that game, certainly worried about Weber State's team. Coach Ray's done a great job this season. They they're off to a great start. You know, I think they were nine and one at that point, and so we knew it was going to be a battle. And and uh, we came out of the gate strong. You know, which was huge for us to have that kind of a start. And um, I think it was 10 to nothing, you know, to start the game. And, and this team's had some of those moments, you know, early in games where they've played really well offensively. And, um, you know, we were able to hold it, you know, kind of throughout, um, which was really impressive, especially considering Bean gets hurt and Ryland obviously has his injury there in, in the middle of that second half. Uh, just impressed with their play. Well, and the fact is you're playing uh, in a venue that uh – you know, frankly, it may not have that same feel as the BYU game, but it's still a true road game, and it was still uh, some fans that were getting after you a little bit. And to be able to handle that pressure and to be able to shoot the ball as well as you have, and it seemed like as the season has gone on, the three-point shooting percentage has increased as well. What do, what do you attribute that to? Yeah, I think it's just uh, knowing where the shots are coming from, you know, and looking for one another um, intently. Our guys uh, have done a great job of really trying to focus on getting inside the defense and getting inside the paint uh, to try to create for one another. And then taking the right shots, 
um, you know, is huge from a percentage standpoint because we believe we have really good shooters. Yeah. And so trying to find opportunities for them to get clean looks is really important. And I think trusting one another, uh, and, and that's something that you continue to grow as the season wears on. And teams play you differently. Uh, you know, we've seen a lot of different defenses over the course of the season so far. And, you know, our guys, you know, have done a good job of recognizing those pretty quickly and, and you know, just sharing it. So looking back over the last four games, if you go BYU, New Orleans, Weber State, and Iowa, your team's shooting nearly 42% from three in that four-game stretch. Yeah, I mean, that's huge. I mean, anytime you're over 40%, yeah. that's that's a big a big deal. And if you're getting shots up, too, and, you know, it's three's better than two, uh, and certainly from a points perspective. And uh, key is, are you taking the right ones? Yeah. And I think to your point, that's that's the biggest thing for us is making sure that we have that balance, uh, you know, of inside and outside baskets. And, um, and certainly – uh, the defense a lot of times will dictate that. Well, and and I, I, I need to go back and, and maybe look at this, but I got to imagine most of those threes are, are assisted on. You know, yeah. sometimes you'll have some guys step into a three and transition and stuff like that. But for the most part, that's ball movement. That's good looks. Those yeah. are corner shots, which is an awesome three to take. And so uh, I got to imagine more often than not, when that percentage goes up, it's usually because those are being assisted on. Yeah, no question. And, and a lot of it has to do with paint touches, you know, yeah. getting inside the defense, you know, because it collapses the defense. And you're really testing teams, the, their ability to recognize, should I get back out to the shooter or do I need to stay and, and help? And, uh, you know, we've got some – the key is we have good dribblers and good passers – and, and then obviously the shooting is, it becomes you know we want we call them park shots yeah we want to search for park shots you know in in games and uh, park park meeting park meeting like you're at the park you're just oh, okay. shooting gotcha. by yourself yeah. you know and and you're there I mean guys don't shoot outdoors anymore but <laughs> back when I came up you know we all shot yeah, we went absolutely. to the park and you went and shot you played pickup outside <laughs> that's where you get your level of difficulty you know maybe a you bounce shot the off wind. the roof you know. <laughs> yeah where you learn yeah. how to put arc on it because you had your dad yeah. put the rv yeah. over the uh in the courts you had to shoot over the top of it. that's right you got the wind out there as a factor you know so it's <laughs> park shots it, kids kids these days i don't understand they don't know anything about that absolutely <laughs> uh, they've got the trainers they got the indoor gym <laughs> yeah you're, <laughs> exactly it's totally different um but when you look at uh, overall how this team has responded you always talk about how do you respond how do you respond yeah um you were coming off that uh, – now, you did get the win against New Orleans, but uh, the way they handled themselves against Weber State. But here's the thing. You guys have played uh, – you know, you played on the 11th, the 15th, the 18th. That's three games in essentially seven days. Um, and then you've got another game coming up tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, you're looking at four games in about nine days. Yeah. That The wear and tear, and you've been dealing with some injuries too. That's a difficult task of a team. It, it is. It totally is. And, you know, it makes you kind of as a coach reevaluate things at times, you know, when you – they, they allow you when you play in a MTE, you know, the MTE that we played in at Myrtle Beach, to schedule 31 games, you know, based on that. And sometimes based on exams and breaks and all that and when teams can play, it's hard to schedule these games. And you end up having to be in these, not back-to-backs, but you have a day in between yeah. or whatever. And that can make it difficult. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, we need practice time. And, you know, we haven't gotten a ton of practice time because we've had games one right after another. And that's where you get better. That's where you're able to really work on the things that um, happened in the previous game. 
four in the previous four or five games where it's like, okay, there's a trend here and we've got to fix this. And it's hard to do that with just film. Yeah. And so you really have to balance that and not keeping the guys in there too long, uh, especially with, you know, some of our guys that have some nagging injuries that, you know, I can't wear them out in practice and then expect them to, to be able to perform in the game. And so we're really mindful of that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think it did catch us a little bit in the Iowa game uh, the other day, and that was just a back and forth. It really was. Well, let's talk about that game. Um, I went back. Uh, I was calling the uh, the bowl game, so I went back and, and watched that. And, boy, tell you what, first half, if you just love good basketball yeah. and, and entertaining basketball, you're hard-pressed to find a better first half of basketball than that I one. I mean, it, it was incredible. It really was. I mean, I, you know, I didn't really realize it at the time. I knew we were making shots. You know, I knew they were obviously scoring too easily because as a coach, you're watching the defense. You're like, oh, my gosh, they're, they're scoring within, like, eight or nine seconds, and we're having a hard time here. But we were matching them. Yeah. And we had a little bit of a lead there. They had to call timeout. They come out of the timeout, take the lead again. And then it was just a back and forth the rest of the half. And neither team could stop one another. And I didn't realize it. I was a little frustrated at halftime and, you know, got on the guys a little bit. And, uh, you know, to, to come out of the way that we finished the half, I knew it was going to be a problem in the second half. Yeah. And we got tired you know, at the end, and the pace got to us. And probably should have called a timeout with about three minutes to go because it was going back and forth. And uh, we had a turnover, and they got a – they had a, it was like dunk, dunk, and then we would score. It was kind of a back and forth. But <clears> – and then, you know, they end up going up. I think it's eight or something like that at halftime. And, uh, you know, I knew it was going to be a problem if we didn't come out of half and, and begin to figure out how to get stops against against Iowa. And it, it played out that way. We had our moments, but, uh, you know, we were worn out for sure. Well, and, and when you play a team like that that's got that kind of firepower and, and plays at that kind of pace, it, it, the margin of error is really slim yeah. to where you can I imagine you look up at the scoreboard, you're like, all right, it's a two- or three-point game, and then a minute and a half later you look and you're down eight or nine. And it's just yeah. like, whoa, what yeah, happened what, there? Yeah, I mean, yeah. they, they can hit you fast. Yeah, no question. And, and he does a nice job, Coach McCaffrey. Of, of, he's got this, I actually talked to him today. He said it's the deepest team he's had since he's been there. You know, the key is, you know, keeping everybody happy when you have a deep team like that yeah. and subbing them in and out. You know, they had ten days of prep for us. You know, they're coming off those those two losses in, the, in their conference openers and, and obviously playing the number one team in the country in one of those. And they were in it. And then they played a really good Illinois team who was picked pretty much to win the league, you know, in the, in the Big Ten. So no no, uh, sh no harm, no shame in losing to those those two. And they, they respected us. They were ready, you know. I mean, you could tell, like, the, the level of play was really high on both ends for them. And, uh, you know, that, that that's a, a one-day prep for us going into Iowa with being, you know, kind of being hobbled there. It was It's not a good recipe for success. But – no excuses, and uh, certainly a, a game that we'll be able to look back at, hopefully later on in the season. And and you know it's not the it's not the first time we've seen a team like that. Yeah. Uh, if we're lucky enough to make it to, to March Madness or and beyond. How uh, how much do you um, use these experiences, whether it's this game against Iowa or Oklahoma or stuff like that? and use those as experiences and reference points to look back on Always. throughout the course of the season. Always. I'll give you an example. We, we opened the season when I was at UMBC against um, SMU at SMU. SMU is coming off a 30-plus win season. 
have the majority of their team back. You know, we were playing without our point guard, you know, the little guy. Oh, yeah. He was so yeah. good. He didn't play in the first two games. And we're up 13. You know, they end up going zone. They come back. They they end up taking us at kind of the last two minutes of the game, ended up winning. Then we go to Arizona two days later and on a one-day prep, and we're playing Aiton and that team that they had yeah. that was so good, the number one pick in the draft. And so I always wanted to schedule those types of games because if you're lucky enough at that level to make the NCAA tournament, you're going to face, you know, a number one, two, three, four seed in the tournament that's a top 15 caliber opponent or ranked team. And that particular game against Arizona, you know, we were in that throughout the game. And all of a sudden, I remember we were down nine at half, similar to the other day, and we get it to 58-55. And, you know, it's it's tight. And they call timeout, and they end up separating in the second half, you know, in the last ten minutes of the game. But, you know, you can take positive aspects of a game, and as your team begins to grow over the course of the season, you can always reference them going backwards, and you learn about yourself. Like, how how are how is it – that you're going to be able to stay in a game like that. Yeah. You know, and, you know, for us, I mean, I, I certainly feel like our team, you know, can match up against Iowa if we play them again, you know, down the line. If it's all, you know, things are equal, you know, mm -hmm. in terms of preparation and health and all of that, you know, we certainly can get better at, at guarding them and their speed up the court. And, and there's a lot of different ways to do that. Longer offense for us, you know, we were scoring so easily the game was just going. Yeah. And so there's there's ways to slow it from that perspective and then also, you know, zones and things like that. But we haven't had a time, to, haven't had practice time to be able to do all of that just yet. Well, and, and also, too, when you're, let's say you're bringing in a team that, that you feel is talented but might be young and inexperienced, when you're working with, uh, with Coach Dixon on putting the schedule together, do you like, hey, you know, maybe – dial it down a little bit with these guys and let them come around or you're like hey let's just throw them to the wolves and let's go I mean is it usually every year is going to be kind of that kind of feel in terms of building the schedule yeah I mean I think you it's hard to um you know figure out exactly what somebody else's team is going to be like, exactly you yeah. know I mean yeah. that's not an easy thing to do and so you know tradition you kind of know who's going to be what but you're not always going to be right. I mean, look at Iowa State. Iowa State was two and whatever last year. Right now they're undefeated. Yeah. And so it's hard to figure out. You know, they were picked dead last. <laughs> hard to figure out who's going to be what, you know, as the season goes Beat on. Beat this Iowa team by 20. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And and so, you know, it's uh, th that part of it is tough, but we do want to play a tough schedule. We want to play a, a schedule that's going to prepare us not only for our conference, but also keep us in the mix, you know, for – an at-large birth. Yeah. And yeah. so I think right now, and we still have one game left here non-conference, we're in position, you know, to if, if, we, if we play really well, which is saying a lot, we have a ton of games left, right, yeah. in, term, in, in, our, in our conference. But right now there are probably five or six teams within our conference that are in great shape non-conference-wise. And yeah, that's huge for the Mountain West. And so hopefully – you know, we, we're able to get four teams in there. And you'll you know, always – and once you get into the season, you'll kind of build off each other's numbers and you'll elevate each other up. Exactly. The uh, – well, it's not RPI, the net or whatever they're using the these net, days. Ken Palm's a factor yeah. and all that. Like our strength of schedule right now is second in our conference. 
Uh, San Diego State's 42, I think, and or, or 45 or 48, um, you know, which is which is really good. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about yeah. that. Uh, all right, we'll take our first break. Come back. We are live here at Old Chicago for the Ryan Odom Coaches Show. Come by, hang out with us. Uh, you can watch a little NFL football. You can also grab some great food. And remember, if you're a member of the USU Credit Union, you come by and you show your uh, card uh, to one of the uh, one of our guys, Tyler, or whoever here from Learfield. Uh, you'll be entered to win uh, an opportunity to win another great prize as well. It's all right here at Old Chicago. It's the Ryan Odom Coaches Show. Also, coming up next, we'll take your questions. We don't have the live mic tonight. Uh, Ajay's not here. He's on the road with the women's basketball team. But uh, if you are listening or watching on the athletic Facebook page, you can enter in a question there. You can also reach me via Twitter, at Scotty G Zone, and uh, we'll get your questions to Coach coming up in our next segment. It's all right here on the Ryan Odom Coaches Show from Learfield. Welcome on back. You're listening to the Ryan Odom Coaches Show. We are live here at Old Chicago as we continue on getting you ready for Utah State and Portland State, the final non-conference game uh, before the Aggies get underway in Mountain West Conference play. Uh, their first game will be on the road against the Air Force Academy. Have you ever been out there before? I have not. It's I'm really, excited about that. It's a really yeah. cool venue. It, you'll walk in and you'll have – on your right is their indoor track and field, and then on your left is a hockey arena. Yeah. And they're all in the same building. It's really kind of cool. Wow. It's a massive facility, but uh, but they get good crowds out there, and yeah. obviously they're a nightmare to prepare for with uh, Coach Scott and what they no do. No question. No question. Uh, Hopefully our, our Richmond preparation will be a little bit yeah, a little bit of a help and pen as well. But, um, yeah, I've obviously been to Naval Academy because we lived in Annapolis before moving here. I've been to Army before, which is a, a cool place to, to play a game and just be be there on that uh, on the grounds there. So the history and all the, the the important people in our country that have fought for our freedom and all yep. that. It's so so important. Well, these guys will all be like six five, six six, and they'll all be able to shoot the lights out. They're yeah, all, we actually played Air Force in in uh, the Bahamas at UMBC a couple. Oh, of years really? Ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a crazy game. We actually won in overtime, I think. Well, uh, uh, questions rolling in, and we'll talk more about this Portland State game coming up here in a bit, what to expect from that team. Uh, but uh, first question of the night coming in on Twitter uh, is you talk about uh, you talk about NCAA tournament. How early do you start looking at some of the mock NCAA selections, like Lenardi and uh, some of those yeah, guys? You try not to look at any of that right yeah. now because it doesn't mean much, right? Exactly. Um, what means a lot is, you know, the, the strength of schedule and kind of non-conference where you're at. Um, the net, you know, probably means, a, you know, a little bit less right now because there's not enough uh, of a, of a uh, record at this point, you know, or, or number of games. Ken Palm tells you a lot yeah. uh, about a team, you know, for sure. And there's a lot of different metrics out there that, that, you know, we certainly look at on a daily basis relative to our team. And, and our opponents, but um, you know we can't worry about uh, you know the NCAA tournament at large bid and all that kind of stuff right now. Yeah. That'll take care of itself, you know, if we play well. It certainly does. Um, and then uh, obviously 
a lot of questions rolling in about injuries with Sean and Ryland and, yeah. and uh, Justin. I know Ryland and Justin were able to go, but uh, whatever update you can give on those, how are those three individuals looking like? Yeah, I mean, Sean uh, got his stitches out uh, today and was able to participate, you know, in a kind of a light practice, not uh, full go. We weren't playing five on five necessarily today, the day before a game. We try to keep it light so nobody gets hurt, um, you know, before. And it's a lot of preparation, mental preparation, and just plays going through their defensive assignments and all that. But, you know, we're hoping that he can get in the game tomorrow. We'll see um, kind of how he's feeling. We'll go through shoot around. and, and uh, But he's trending in the right direction and feels good. Um, and then Bean, yeah, it was a hard game for him the other day. He, he gave it up for his team. Probably shouldn't have played in the game, uh, you know, to be quite frank with you. Um, but his ankle's feeling a little bit better. He has not practiced, you know, the last two days. Um, we've tried to give him rest and treatment and all that. And, again, he's going to be a game-time, you yeah. know, decision, kind of like he was with Iowa. And if he can do it, he'll do it. Uh, but we don't want this to become a nagging thing for him, uh, you know, as we go throughout the rest of the season. Especially with a stretch coming up, too, where he can absolutely rest it. You know, if you can steal a couple extra days, I'm sure. Exactly. You've got to look at that a bit. Yeah, it would be helpful, no doubt. But at the same time, we, you know, we, we need him out there yeah. if he can do it. And, you know, Ryland's, Ryland's good. Uh, you know, he's had, you know, multiple days of treatment, was able to play in the game the other day and, um, you know, felt good. He does have a little bit of a sore neck, but um, he's getting treatment there. So he's, he's in good shape. One thing I did want to clarify with him, you said, and and I talked to some people close to him and said his head didn't actually hit the court. It was a yeah. neck thing. It wasn't a concussion. Yeah, he had – it's kind of like a whiplash kind of deal. Yeah. And, you know, he got a ton of treatment, massage on his neck, and, and he actually had some bruising there from the massage, you know, kind of working some of that out. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's not a fun injury. I mean, you think about it, neck, back, you know, yeah. that kind of injury is no fun. Um, <laughs> from a movement standpoint. Well, I mean, and look, I, I admire the heck out of it, but when you're sitting in there ready to take a charge and you got uh, a freight train barreling down on you, yeah. he, he's a better man than I am. He, he is. I mean, he's incredible with that. He's not afraid to put his body in there for our team. So we appreciate him for that. Portland State, uh, as certainly uh, as they've uh, had some struggles this year, they've lost to, to Weber. Uh, they, they're coming off a loss to Cal Poly and uh, – Cal State Northridge as well. Um, what do you see out of this team? I know in the past um, with previous coaching staffs, they really like to get up and down the court in a hurry. They like to create turnovers. Is that the same kind of mode that they are, or have they changed things up a little bit? Yeah, they're, they're, it's similar. Yeah, they're one of the better teams in the country at stealing the ball. I mean, they're right at 10 a game, close to that. And they play a unique style. They try to keep you on the side, and, and uh, if the ball's on the left side, they'll keep you over there. If it's on the right, they try to keep, keep the ball on that side and they really get help to you and kind of force you and funnel you to help. And so our guys are going to have to be really good passing, catching. They switch a ton, uh, and that's, I think, where they get a lot of their seals. You know, yeah. you think a guy's getting ready to be open, and all of a sudden they switch on to that man and, and deny that pass. And so we're going we're to have to be ready to cut and meet passes and make them guard the rim. Um, and then offensively, they do a nice job of spreading you out. Um, I like the offense that they run. Um, you know, they, they kind of have four out. They've got a guy inside that can really score, and it's their second-leading scorer right now. Uh, they, they, they brought Ruffin off the bench last night for the first time this season. He scores 26, and so whatever message his coach was trying to send, he did it, and he, he responded. 
Um, and so it's going to be a tough game. They have a, a bunch of transfers, you know, in this transfer portal age. You know, I was a little bit nervous about scheduling this game because, you know, they I started looking at their roster and where these guys were from, you know, prior to actually scheduling it. And every guy, as I went down the list, it was like, okay, well, he's coming from this place and he averaged 14 a game. Okay, well, he's coming from this place. He averaged 12 a game. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden he keeps adding up. Yeah. You put them all together. It's like, okay, well, they have some talent. And uh, and I think their, their coach obviously is working through it and putting all these new faces and pieces together. And, uh, you know, they, they've all shot it better at their previous institutions than they have so far this season. But they've got more reps at the other spot. And so that's probably a truer percentage than what they've shot so far this year. So that does make you a little bit nervous. There's a lot of news out there. Well, actually, we'll, we'll get to that coming up a little later on the show. Um, we'll save the uh, the downer COVID stuff for later. Okay. Um, I do want to talk about this game tomorrow, though, because yeah. students are out. Yeah. Uh, I've got a, I've got a uh, sophomore at Utah State, yeah. and he's now eating all my food at my house. <laughs> so I know there's a lot of students that are home, um, which means there's a lot more opportunities for – those here in Cash Valley to come and support this team. Yeah, no let's, question. Let's build that place yeah, up. We need you, no doubt about it. Um, if those, if students are still in town, you know, or, or live nearby, we want you to come, especially the herd. If we can get you there, that would be huge. And obviously, you know, local residents here, it's a huge game for us and a huge opportunity to bring your kids out if you've got young kids and yeah. want them to come watch a game. Uh, it'll be a fun atmosphere for sure, as it always is. And, and uh we're certainly excited to get out there, but our home court court advantage is huge for us, and our guys really appreciate all the love that they get. I gotta imagine too. That's something that really hits home for a lot of these guys when they, you know, when, whether it's the St. Mary's game or some of the other games yeah. that they've had, when they really feel that energy. And and I know you had some good crowds at UMBC, but still, yeah. even for it's not, Brandon not like this. And, and RJ, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's new for them. I mean, it is, and we had some great crowds at UMBC, but at the same time, it's nothing like this. Yeah. And, you know, our guys are, you know, excited to experience that. And, and the other day was a great crowd. Yeah. We at, in Sioux Falls, obviously it was a home game for them. You know, that was not a neutral site game. <laughs> in theory it was. But, I mean, it was 3,500 packed, you know, with, with black and gold on, you know, the entire game. And, and so it was a hostile environment for us to play in. Yeah. And uh, it was a good experience. But we need that here. Obviously, we know that's going to be the case as, as conference play begins and students are back in session and, and all that. But we need to pack the spectrum without a doubt. Well, coming up next, uh, you're going to hear from uh, Stephen Ashworth. Before I let you go for a segment, uh, what are your thoughts on Stephen and what he's meant to this yeah, team? I always use one word with Stephen, and it's moxie. Yeah. The first time I met him, you know, it's easy to tell. He's confident in himself. He's confident in his teammates. Uh, he's a great leader. He's going to continue to be that for our team. And uh, I'm blessed to coach him. You know, he's fun to have around. You know, certainly Owen, who's a younger, and he's a great teammate to Connor, my own son. Uh, he's good to, to my wife. He's always asking our, our coaches' wives how they're doing and how's the family. And he's just been, been raised the right way. He's got a great family. He's got a great wife. And uh, yeah. I'm excited for you to chat with him. Well, he's one of those guys that, you know, when, whenever whenever that day comes and he hangs up the – the sneakers he's going to be successful at whatever he does yeah there's no doubt about that that's an easy one that's a layup yeah exactly. you don't have to even shoot a three for that one. nope nope it's going to be a layup that's a high percentage <laughs> shot right there yeah. coach we'll catch up with you a little bit more uh coming up a little bit later on coming up next Stephen ashworth joins us straight ahead you're listening to the ryan odom coaches show from learfield
Welcome on back. You're listening to the Ryan Odom Coaches Show as we are live here at Old Chicago and joining us now, Pride of Lone Peak High School, Stephen Ashworth, <laughs> kind enough to join us. How are you, man? Doing great. How are you doing tonight? I can't complain. Can't complain. How's, uh, uh, well, let's let's talk about last week. You got Weber State, huge win. You shot the ball extremely well. Tough loss against Iowa, Iowa but let's, let's go back to Weber State. You had a feeling. We talked a little bit after the game, but yeah, we did. Did, did you get a sense going into games like that? We're like, I feel pretty good tonight. Yeah, I think uh, it kind of started around shoot around. Actually, um, I remember in shoot around, basically everybody was was feeling it. Um, Brock and I were talking about how it's going to be a good shooting night, and yeah. he followed through with that as well along my side. And um, so it was a lot of fun being able to go into Weber, a place that we are familiar with, and having a great shooting night. And um, you know get a great start of the week and um, you know hopefully throughout the rest of the year we'll be able to finish the week a little bit better than we did just just barely well and we talked a little bit about this too in terms of uh, and, and you and Brock both choked about the fact that you played some playoff games there but you didn't win a championship there you never yeah. you, you guys won state championships just not in that building yeah exactly yep we uh, we won there in uh, uh, you know my my junior year we lost in the state championship to Bingham um, a quality team there, and then my senior year, we finally got over the hump. We beat Pleasant Grove at Utah, um, and that's actually where Ryland won his state championship yeah. with Travis Wagstaff. Um, and then I'm trying to think. I think Sam actually won his state championship. Grab this here for you. There oh, we go. Okay, there we go. That's what was holding it down. Yeah, um, I got you. Thank you. And so, yeah, I think uh, Utah was actually the the better luck for everybody that that came to be an Aggie. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It's funny, though, you look across the board, you got a lot of state champions on this team that have played at Utah State and continue to play at Utah State as well. Yeah, most definitely. A lot of guys that have, um, you know, made a name for themselves in the state of Utah. And I think, um, you know, as a program, that's our goal is to get some of the top players of the state, you know, yeah. to, to be coming here and, um, and then also to fill it up with, you know, the Europeans that we've got and yeah. other guys across the country um, like Bean, you know, uh, great recruits, things like that. So uh, let's talk. A little, let's go. Let's go back uh, a little bit. Talk about your career at Lone Peak. You guys had some great success. Do you played for Quincy, right? Yeah. So I played for Quincy Lewis. Um, you know, longtime high school legend here oh, in the yeah. state of Utah, and he's doing great now at Lehigh High School. And um, that was my freshman year. Um, and basically, growing up, you know, it was always going to his camps, and you know, he was a huge part in my development as a player, and um, you know, my confidence and who I am, and then freshman year he he sat us all down and let us know that he was going to take the job at BYU as an assistant um, and I think you know the plan kind of was there that you know Rose only had a few more years and then maybe he could become you know the head coach there and, and that didn't pan out as we know but um, Dave Evans stepped in at Lone Peak and uh, we're we kind of hit the ground running from yeah. there we had guys like Frank Jackson on the team and uh, myself and some other really talented players like Nate Harkness who had opportunities to play afterwards, Chantry Ross, um, you know, a lot of a lot of guys that had a lot of talent. And so my junior year was a year that we definitely had a goal to win the state championship and had a, had a strong shot to do it, but came across a great, you know, Bingham team with guys like Brandon yeah. Carlson and the Youngbloods. And um, so that was a, you know, not the year that we, that we wanted it and how it ended, but then we came back my senior year had a lot of opportunities to play some really good teams my senior year, actually. We um, we played Oak Hill. We played Montverde, DeMatha, um, a lot of big-name high schools, which was really fun to prepare us for this season. 
um, that we were going to have my senior year, and we were actually able to go undefeated in the state of Utah that year. And, um, and then at the end of the year, it was funny, everybody wanted us in Olympus to play off yeah. um, because they also went undefeated in the state of Utah that year, and they won the 5A state championship. And so, um, you know, a lot of good times with all of that. I bet, I bet. So how, how much fun was it playing with Frank back in the day? It was a lot of fun. Um, I was a sophomore, 15 years old. Frank lived uh, in my neighborhood, so he would always have to pick me up for practice and for <laughs> school and stuff. So me and Frank got really close. Um, now he's on Detroit. But I, I vividly remember um, playing up at Layton, and we had an inbounds play from behind the basket where he would come off a curl and, you know, the typical lob type play. And I threw that thing all the way to the other side of the backboard. And I started sprinting back on defense because I thought it was just going to be a quick turnover. And he just reaches out with one hand, snags it out of the air, and puts it down. And it was that was the moment where I was like, man, I really can't throw the ball anywhere, and it'll <laughs> turn into an assist. So it was a lot of fun playing with him and super talented, super great guy. So he was, he was fun to play with. Well, there's always the adage that Lone Peak was just a uh, pipeline to BYU. Uh, yeah. What was it about Utah State where you felt like, this is where I want to go and play college ball? Um, I think uh, – you know, really looking at that, it, it came down to Spencer Nelson um, and, and Sam. Yeah. You know, they were a really big part of showing me what was really happening up here and what the opportunities were like and, um, you know, how, how good this program could be. And, and basically everything that they were talking about has come out to be. You know, we've, we've made it to the tournament. We've won conference championships. And, you know, that's the goal moving forward is to win conference championships, to win in the tournament. Um, you know, make Sweet 16, Elite 8 type runs, and we have the talent to do it. And so, um, you know, I think that it was kind of – I've always liked being the villain, I guess, yeah. in the story, and that's kind of what we were at Lone Peak, you know, with just the type of success that we had had for years. Guys didn't want us to win, and so, you know, being able to kind of go against the grain there from the BYU pipeline was, was fun to come up here in Logan. Well, it is interesting because, you know uh – covering you know we don't on my day job we don't cover a lot of high school sports but but there is that notion of Lone Peak shows up to town and they get everybody's best shot you know it yeah. was like everybody wants to beat Lone Peak and and being on that other side of it getting everybody's best shot I, I gotta imagine that'd be fun growing up oh yeah it was a lot of fun and I know that like every um you know every road game was always packed. yeah I bet um the student section had, had done their research you know I heard a lot of different comments throughout my high school career so um, it was super fun to kind of go in and get everybody's best shot. And, um, you know, and that's kind of how I feel that, that we've become here at Utah State is, you know, every time that we go into an opposing team's, you know, arena, people are giving us their best shot. And yeah. so it's a lot of fun to be on that side of the, the table. So uh, let's talk about Iowa. Tough game. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, you guys are a little banged up. You've played a lot of games. They had nine days off. But that first half, I wasn't with you guys on that trip, but that first half was – I mean, if you just love fun basketball, that was about as fun of a 20 minutes of basketball as you'll ever see. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I watched the film, and um, Coach Odom even talked to us about how, you know, how stellar that first half was, um, you know, in regards to just high-level offense. And, um, you know, part of it was, yes, some things that we could have done better on defense and some things that they probably could have done better. But at the same time, there's guys making plays, guys yeah. making shots. Um and so that first half, it was fun to play, and there's definitely things that I look back and see that, you know, I wish I would have done, but that's every game. And so um, it, was, it was a fun atmosphere, um, fun first half, and, you know, it was high-quality basketball. Yeah, uh, to say the least. Uh, second half, kind of run out of gas a little bit, or what, what, give us your assessment there. 
Yeah, you know, I think that um, they kind of went on a run right when they needed to. Yeah. Um, and that was the hardest part was uh, we were talking about in the locker room just, you know, how to gain control of the game. And it was on the defensive side, um, limiting our fouls, uh, you know, limiting their transition opportunities. And uh, we didn't do that as high of a level as we wanted to. And I think that um, it kind of showed, you know, and especially with just the kind of the, the circumstances of the game, you know, with, with how many – fans they had it definitely helped with their momentum going yeah. into the rest of the second half and um but a lot of things that we can learn from and i think the biggest thing we took away was that you know that's a game that a few just a few things you know the change even though the score didn't quite show it you know there could be a lot you know bigger difference no doubt so um you got the portland state game coming up tomorrow and then you have a little bit of a break um uh-huh. how important is that for this team and just even from you know a mental health standpoint, just to be able to get away for a little bit, celebrate with your family, and yeah. then get ready for the grind coming up uh, at the end of the month. Yeah, I think it's huge, you know. Um, and we we kind of had that talk as a team, and, and Coach re- reemphasized that going into this week that you know the elite teams are able to take care of business when they need to, and that's what we got to do tomorrow. And then um, and then we can kind of change that mindset, focus on you know the holiday and. Um, you know, the gift that Christmas is and being with our families and things like that. And I think it'll be great for guys to um, be able to get outside, you know, of Logan and, and go home for those that are close enough. And then, you know, for the other teammates that maybe live overseas or aren't fortunate to go back east, um, you know, Coach is always great about making sure that they're taken yeah. care of during these holiday times. And so um, I think it'll be huge for us to kind of just get that little reset over the holiday and then come ready for conference play. So uh, married life treating you well? Yeah, married life's the best. It's great. Um, you know, she's always fun to have around and even to come to things like this and hang out with, you know, the coach's wives yeah. and things like that. So married life's been awesome. Well, that's cool, man. And and does it bring a certain level of, like, I don't know, focus, not only to basketball because because it's like, you know, now I'm I'm an old married man. You know, <laughs> I, I don't have any of these other distractions. I can just focus on work and school and all that other stuff. Yeah, it does. I think that the, it puts perspective into everything. You know, I'm not quite at the, the level of Brock. I don't have a kid on the way. So, you know, not hey, that mature I got yet. three of them. Take your time. <laughs> it's all right. That's right. It'll all come in due time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that, um, you know, being married helps you mature for sure. Um, you know, and she she helps me mature, become a better man. And, yeah. Did you um, meet up here? We actually didn't. We met in high school. Oh, okay. Yep. So, high school sweetheart. She's from Las Vegas. Um that's actually where my family's from originally is Las Vegas, and so we kind of had that Las Vegas tie. Um, met at Lone Peak. We both served missions. Okay. Um, I went to Indianapolis. She went to Paraguay. Um, so she had a little bit different experience little than bit, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't but know about the Indianapolis. So you went back last year for the tournament back to the, uh, the yeah. old stomping grounds, huh? Yeah. So uh, it was actually funny. Uh, I don't know if my mission president will see this or if it, the missionaries will, but he actually was able to sneak off to the game. Nice. Um, down we won't tell anybody hall. president. It's yeah. Right. So uh, they got permission, but it was cool to be able to have him there at the game. And then um, it was actually funny because I served downtown for almost 18 months of my mission, just in the surrounding area of Indianapolis. So the Marriott Hotel that we stayed in, I saw all the time with yeah. the different graphics and billboards and things on it. And so to see the tournament on the side of the, the Marriott there in Indianapolis, super cool to be back and things like that. All right, so let's put your coaching hat on. Um, what does this team need to do, not only tomorrow, but going forward on the season uh, to make sure that you're in the running in the Mountain West Conference, all the good stuff? Uh, where does this team need to be at going forward? Yeah, I think that um, for this team, it, it'll come down to just continuing to trust one another. Um, 
you know, I know that uh, everybody on this team has an opportunity to make a play. Yeah. Um, you know, that goes from guy number one to guy number 18. And we see it in practice, you know, every day just guys making plays. And so I think the more that we trust each other, the, um, the greater ability we have to share the ball and just create making um, – keep creating, you know, offensive plays will be a long thing. But, um, you know, I think one of the biggest things that we have to focus on is – is limiting the three-point attempts and especially the wide-open three-point attempts. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some teams in the conference that shoot a very high clip from the three-point line, and so I think be able to defend the three, um, limit offensive rebounds, and then also create a little more in transition will be big for us. And I think that's something that we've been able to work on a little bit, um, you know, today and yesterday in practice is just seeing a few more of those transition opportunities. And, you know, I think we look back to the game at Iowa – um, and that was a big difference in the game. It was just the amount of transition busket buckets that they were able to create um, ended up being just about the, you know, the spread that they yeah. covered for us. So, well, uh, you're the best, man. Uh, good it. luck the rest of the way. Let's do this again soon, okay? Yes, sir. Thanks, Scotty G. That, that's Stephen Ashworth coming up. Final segment from uh, Coach. Get you ready for Portland State coming up tomorrow. You're listening to the Aggie, uh, listen to Aggie basketball from Learfield. Welcome on back. You're listening to the uh, you're li listening to the uh, jazz or not the jazz. That's my son after a jazz playoff <laughs> loss. I'm telling you, he takes losses hard. He, he's crying. He's in major tears there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you got a uh, big one against Portland State coming up tomorrow. Uh, you talk about this team. Obviously, they haven't had the record of the season record wise yeah. that they'd like, but that no doesn't doubt. mean to make them any less dangerous going into that game. Yeah, no question. And uh, you know, this is our last opportunity, non-conference wise, to you know kind of solidify things and and then we'll move on we'll be zero and zero after yeah. that that'll be our mindset and uh focus on this game no different than we have any others and um you know it'll, we know it's going to be a battle we're a little bit dinged up and so that's a factor too and so there'll be some other guys out there on the court probably uh, that haven't been out there quite as much um and uh i'm excited to to, to get back out there and and see how our guys perform one thing uh one more question just because it's going to be a couple weeks before we talk again a lot of a lot of issues with COVID right now. A yeah. lot of canceled games, postponed games. Um, it's kind of felt like we we're on the tail end of this thing, and then it's it's, it's back, back in yeah. full force. Um, how difficult is it uh, so far? Yeah, you know, you you guys have been in pretty good shape, but but how how hard is it to try to navigate this new world you're living in? It is hard. You know, we're we're trying to you know figure out like who's eligible for the booster and yeah. make sure that our guys. Uh, that are el eligible go ahead and and get it um you know our staff has has all had the booster at this point i mean i actually had it COVID ran through our our coaching staff um you know in the fall right when football started i had it uh, uh and, and several others as, as well and it's not fun you know and i was double vaccinated at that point yeah. and had two bad days um and then started began to feel feel better, uh, you know, after that. But um, it's not easy. You know, you kind of have to just test the symptoms. If the guy has uh, has symptoms, then we're going to test him right away. And, and thankfully to this point, knock on wood, we haven't had anybody pop, you know, at this point. And, uh, you know, you get in the winter, you know, 
flu. No. You're just going to have things that, that happen, and uh, it scares you to death. Uh, I do know that, um, you know, our conference as a whole, our ADs as a whole, are working together to try to figure out exactly kind of how that's going to play out, you know, overall, you know, in terms of missed games. Because you're seeing a lot of cancellations yeah. out there now. Um, and it's bound to happen. It's going to happen within our conference. Colorado State, obviously, already has ha it's happened to them. Um, and it's not fun, but it's something that we all have to deal with, and, and we just got to make sure that we manage it the right way, and we're, we're, we're being careful in, uh, when we're on planes and in hotels. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, Coach, appreciate it. We'll talk again coming up tomorrow and then uh, have a little bit of a break. Yeah, looking, looking forward, forward to it. To it. Yeah, you got thanks. it. There you go. That is the Ryan Odom Coaches Show. Big thanks, everyone, down here at Old Chicago. We will not be back with you next week. Uh, we'll take a little bit of break for the holidays, but uh, be back when conference season rolls around. You're listening to Aggie Basketball from Learfield.